0: Three, two, one. Hey, hey guys, guys, welcome back to You Get, Get Me. Me? I'm Ellen. I'm Charlotte. And today we are talking about Girl Dinner. Girl Dinner. Girl, <laughs> <A> girl Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> How many times are <laughs> we gonna sing that? Um
1: we're talking about social media trends online that cater towards women. Whether they're funny, whether they're a bit problematic, are they steeped in diet culture? They probably are.
0: Keep listening to find out. <laughs> <laughs> what it's music? Um, so, if you don't know what girl dinner is, it's a little trend. We didn't say we were talking about girl dinner, or did? Oh, yeah, we, sang we literally song. sang the song. <laughs> okay, sorry, go again. If you don't know what girl dinner is, um, it's a little trend that's going around where basically um, women on the internet are showing off their kind of weird and wacky combinations of food mm. as what they're having for dinner.
1: Yeah, and it's deviating from the typical like cooked prepared meal. It might be a jar of pickles, a boiled egg, and some crisps because
0: yeah. it's what you want to eat and it's what's in the cupboard, right? And I think initially, because I've to TikTok, but I'm I'm a avid reeler. I'm on <laughs> the Instagram, Instagram reels. reels. And initially, what I was seeing with of girl dinner was like proper, like proper what we call picky bits, you know, like yeah. but like. A good amount of,
1: you know. Yeah, or it would be something like plain rice with butter, which obviously isn't like
0: super nice. I I, I mean, I can give you a billion different examples, but basically a weird combinations, but enough food to sustain you. But then I was kind of looking at my friend's TikTok and like her version of what she was getting on the For You page of Girl Dinner looked very different to what Mm. I was getting. And it was much more kind of like two um, chips and like half a piece of toast or the girl dinner i saw one where the girl dinner was literally just a tray of ice right oh yeah that's really bad and that's dangerous territory that isn't it i mean already that's just a slippery slippery slope and so i wonder when there's this argument that people are saying like oh girl dinner is reclaiming the word girl because we all like there's been loads of examples of like girl, girly, gals, where, like, we're kind of, what what would have been used as an insult, like, oh, you're just a girl. Yeah. We're kind of supposedly reclaiming hey, it. Like, hey, girly. Like, hi, Barbie. You yeah, know, like, curl yeah. Vibe. Um, but then I think half of the girl dinners are just actually, yes, okay, I'm reclaiming it, and I'm saying, like, I'm not gonna put labour into making this that I would have been doing anyway, and I'm just gonna mm. take the quickest, easiest route, and that is some sort of form of reclaiming. And then other people are just kind of like showing disordered eating and sticking girl dinner on it because that's what we expect from girls.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I saw a post on TikTok that said the original girl dinner was an act of resistance because cooking meals is so gendered. Um, that all of their lives women are expected to not only physically chop, prepare and cook the meal, but put the emotional labour in of meal prepping, of shopping, of deciding what meal we're going to have on what night. Yeah. It's such a big process that actually all a girl might want to do is go into the pantry, pull out three boxes and eat
0: whatever's there because... because right, it takes no emotional labour to think about it. Because I think if you're someone who didn't grow up helping out a lot in the kitchen mm. and stereotypically there does tend to be boys where families, may- maybe it's different like specifically British families but definitely foreign families are much more kind of like, okay women, you're learning how to cook, mm. men you're doing this, this and that, like you wouldn't really expect a boy to be helping out in the kitchen and so there is a lot of like thinking, emotional labour like the just the time it takes to like let me plan this out for you so that you can sit down and have this meal that like has been prepared for you Yeah, is so overlooked yeah because it definitely. does it is just a lot of, even just to think up it sounds stupid but even just to think up what we're gonna have for dinner every single night which is yeah. my mum's job is like is a lot oh definitely as a as a full-time working woman she's not mm-hmm. like she's not like she's not doing anything like she has a full-time job and also she's thinking up what are we gonna have to eat every single night and keeping it varied because because you can't just serve the same thing everything because then someone would complain right
1: so the original purpose of girl dinner was to reclaim that and say, what do you actually want in your body? What's a low effort meal that takes no preparation? I don't agree with all these girl dinners that are sautéing
0: onions. There's no sautéing yeah, in my girl dinner. No, it's, it's a I, lovely saw, dinner. I saw girl dinner and she was making rice. Yeah. If, you're, if it's not a chuck in the microwave situation, it doesn't feel <laughs> like a girl dinner.
1: But each to their own. That's that side of girl dinner. But then as you were saying, mm. there's the recent crop of girl dinners that have literally just been like,
0: A tray of ice is ridiculous. Yeah, no,
1: I did see that. Or like two strawberries and a cheese string, I Mm, also saw. Yes. And it's like, why are we normalizing eating like a two year old? Right. That's not even enough for a two year old. Not even. And it's quite interesting how you see a plate with basically no food on it. And you go, oh, that's synonymous with femininity or oh, yeah. being a woman in some way. We saw this podcast, this like clip from a male podcast and they were like joking. I can't remember the joke was, but they were joking about girl dinner and about someone eating girl dinners. And then the guy said, that must be why he's so skinny. Mm. So in his brain, that podcast guy um, associated
0: girl dinner with not like, eating enough. Yeah. Restricting your like uh, yeah. sustenance. Yeah, literally. So then- If that seems to be the case, do you agree that girl dinner is some sort of reclaiming?
1: I don't know. I think all of these things we tack girl onto, whether it's girl math, girl dinner, Mm. whatever, I think it's reclaiming in the sense that people assume that girls are stupid or incapable. Mm. So when you do something deliberately low effort or deliberately circumventing a line of logic Mm. and you call it oh it's my girl thing it's I guess in a way that's sort of you like feeding into it or showing some ironic awareness of that perception yeah but it gets to a point where it's just like a harmful behavior and then you're quite literally labeling that a symptom of your femininity and I just feel like a lot of people aren't even aware of it like right Sunday you do have those people with disordered eating habits that post stuff online to and it's not through fault of their own but to like validate what they're doing and have people either like laugh at it or even show concern is validating too but then you do have some people that just aren't aware really of how they're coming off
0: right so there's the so you're saying that some people are genuinely aware that they have disordered eating they're labelling it girl dinner and they're posting it and there are some people who genuinely aren't aware
1: yeah or they just or Or they they,
0: think this is actually girl dinner and there's nothing wrong with it yeah
1: or they think they're being healthy because they're you know watching what they eat or they don't understand that actual like implications of that mm. i think i'm worried to go too much into it because we have done podcasts on disordered eating the calorie one mm-hmm. um we've done body image ones too but online it just takes on a whole different meaning because of how voracious algorithms are these days like it's so easy to fall down rabbit hole
0: and it's also something that comes without consequence as well so 51.7 percent of 13 to 14 year old girls with a social media account reported disordered eating such as skipping meals mm. and it's like okay so then if these 13, 14 year old girls who already and it's just not even girl dinner like even just seeing like we know that looking at social like having a social media account like all of these can have an effect on the way you view your own body because you're constantly comparing yeah, 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 we've spoken about it but now we're literally showcasing how do you eat yeah. to get to that point Definitely. we've been doing forever but now it's now it's not even like, now it's taken on a persona of it, you're reclaiming your femininity, which I think is almost so much worse. Because mm. before there was some awareness of like, listen, these people are look like this and we're going to show what we're eating to get to that point. Mm. And it was a pretty like and if you knew conscious for, line yeah. of consequence, as in this is what's happening here to get to here.
1: It's like you're watching a what I eat in a day of a really skinny person. Right. And
0: they've done their body checking because. Yeah. you know they're they're, sh- they're like okay here's how you can be me mm. but girl dinner feels way more insidious than in that like yes well listen i'm here i'm having two strawberries for dinner i don't know what you're doing but this yeah. is my girl dinner yeah it just feels and then so your, your girl dinner is
1: a whole jar of peanut butter and a loaf of bread mm. what's wrong with you mm. we are very very different girl dinners yeah and therefore we're very very different girls and people don't understand like the the cu- basically people who aren't women don't understand the currency and the value of being a, a good woman and they mm. also don't understand how much work goes into being a good woman or being a successful woman whether that be aesthetically whether that be in terms of your personality it's also meticulous and so calculated there are a thousand different facets to what makes up an ideal woman and you will go mad if you try and achieve them all in your life because it's obviously inachievable but um so yeah you see you want you see that little video of a girl dinner and then you start comparing yourself and Mm -hmm. it all goes in a little spiral
0: what bothers me is that what we consider good women the attributes for them are so different for what we consider a good man yes and kind of like the criteria that suppose supposedly the traditional criteria that like in a heteronormative situation women would look for in a man Mm. quote unquote um is okay they have successful they're successful in their job, they're making good money, um, they're in good shape, like they look after themselves and mm. and also like they okay, they're a decent person, like okay, yeah. they're a decent man. And that will be third tick. Yeah, that's that's the third thing. Yeah. But like now, what would have been the traditional looking okay, what do we look for in women would have been okay, like she's got to be attractive. Mm. She has to be loyal and kind of like not show her body off, which are very, very different things. But yeah. they come under the, like in men's minds. Subservience. Yes. Some obedience, some sort of submission. Mm. And now as a rebellion to that, obviously women are like, okay, well, I can make my own money. I can do this, this and that. And instead now we just have all of it. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, is she successful? Is she ambitious? Also, is she skinny? Also, does she do la, 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 la the list just whereas for men the criteria is so much lower
1: and the worst part is is they expect it to all be natural they want women to be 10 out of 10s they want 20 out of 10s but it has to be all natural they want all these facial features but you know no botox no surgery Mm -hmm. don't spend five hours plucking your eyebrows doing this doing that don't wear makeup because that's just fake then yeah literally and if you want a natural girl it's so expensive to maintain the facade of being a good woman as well because what you're paying i don't know how much a lash lift costs i'm gonna guess at least 30 quid <laughs> at least. get your nails done regularly that's so much money per set mm-hmm. you know go for a spray tan i don't know get your hair done get your hair cut styled the whole buy like the
0: trendy clothes how, how high maintenance are you to stay low maintenance Yes, that's another like girl in a trend it's like yes here's all my here's every single treatment i do every single month in order to stay low, low maintenance. maintenance it's like you're not low maintenance and that's
1: okay that's fine that's absolutely your decision but low maintenance is rolling out of bed with your armpit hair and no makeup on and putting on the clothes that are in your wardrobe and going about your day and if that's not the lifestyle for you that is so okay but (laughs) that's that is what low maintenance is and so i hate the whole like and you say there's those low maintenance videos and they begin with them
0: like doing henna freckles and i'm like Mm. that's not
1: low maintenance yeah
0: and again it's just these like it is another iteration of girl dinner because what how, how can we maintain the lowest amount of effort into doing something in order to maintain the highest standard right yeah so okay yes you're not in order to not be putting in the emotional and physical labor of cooking dinner every night my girl dinner as a sort of resistance is going to be two strawberries and a cheese string and half an egg yeah fine okay and my resistance to having to wear makeup every day and and staying this this and that is I'm gonna get a spray tan every month and I'm gonna do my henna freckles and y- 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 yeah it's all the same thing and we yeah. stick girl girly gal on it yeah. to make it cute and quote-unquote reclaiming which i just really am struggling to wrap my head around yeah
1: definitely i think a while ago elif and i were talking like years ago we were talking about a while how...
0: ago many <laughs> many moons ago god
1: it's been ages here but um we were talking about how it is just theoretically impossible to wear makeup for yourself right yeah because if you existed in a vacuum if you were the only person in the world you wouldn't be waking up doing a full face of makeup no because you're doing it so that you're treated with respect by men in your workplace or because you or don't even feel women comfortable in your workplace. or women in your workplace or because you don't feel comfortable in your own skin when you look in the mirror which is a symptom of the society that hates you and people who look like you or whatever whatever mm-hmm. so that got a lot of backlash but i do think this is as you were saying just another iteration of that women need to understand that they don't live in a vacuum right they are shaped and molded horribly sometimes by the world that they live in but that's not their fault no and again as we always say it's okay to be a hypocrite it's okay to participate in systems that you disagree with as long as you have some self-awareness yeah otherwise you're going to feel like you're going mad
0: but also equally, when you have the self-awareness, you feel like you're going mad. Yeah, you're it's like, a
1: bit of a lose-lose. It's the Margaret
0: Atwood. You are a woman with a man inside of you watching mm. you. You are your own voyeur. That quote is right behind you on my wall. <laughs> it's just <laughs> seeped back into your brain. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I just... I think what I do prefer, though, to girl dinner is girl math. Yeah. Because girl math That's feels... That's kind of funny. That, girl
1: math feels funny. Girl math's a bit of like a tongue-in-cheek. An example of girl math is this top costs £35 online. But you have to pay £50 to get free shipping. So it was basically free or like... And if you pay for cash,
0: it's free. Like cash money doesn't count. That's not real. Apple Pay isn't real either. That doesn't connect to your bank account. That's just just your tap your phone. I just think... But also, I say that. Okay, yes, it's more fun. But what that really is saying that like financial literacy cannot be associated with femininity. Yes, exactly. exactly. Which is such an issue because ultimately when it comes down to it your highest level of independence really can come from your financial independence yeah it's very limited how much can you genuinely sustain yourself and so when we put girl math on like not being 100% like (laughs) responsible with your money yeah again just doesn't feel like reclaiming feels a bit
1: yeah I think there is obviously the aspect as we were saying earlier of like you're aware that the world thinks women are stupid and they can't drive cars, they can't Mm -hmm. do this. So you're sort of, every time you hit the curb, you go, oh, such a girl driver. Yeah, yeah. Which, just girly things. It's just an ironic comment that you would make, obviously, about a stereotype that you're aware of. But yeah, as you were saying, it gets to a point where some women are maybe even rendered vulnerable by Mm -hmm. their lack of media literacy, financial literacy, that they've just written off as being a a womanly trait. Yeah, But it doesn't have to be, because... Gender is a social construct.
0: With <laughs> <laughs> some crazy hand movements going on with that that you guys didn't get to see. Gender is a social
1: construct. Well, give us some more followers and listeners and maybe we'll do YouTube videos and then you we'll get to see.
0: God, should we do a video podcast?
1: We could, but we that would require us to put socks on. I I'm so- looking at your toes right now and get out of bed.
0: <laughs> no, we could do it in my bed.
1: Do. Wink. That's why we wouldn't have a video <laughs> podcast because the amount of shit that just gets <laughs> said that I end up cutting out, it's just not oh gosh, <laughs> not viable. Gosh. I don't know if this is related to what we're talking about, so we can cut this if not. But um I've really been getting back into my my YouTube era recently. Like, really? I've been watching some like daily vlogs, which is something I haven't done for ages. But they're from, if you know, if you know, you know, they're from Ruby Granger and Unjaded Jade. I
0: love Unjaded
1: Jade. Oh my God, I adore them. And they're both, I think the difference is I would watch daily vlogs in the past and a lot of it was my mindset to be fair. But I would watch them and be like, oh, I'm oh, I, my life should be like yours. Oh, I feel so awful about myself. Mm. You're going out and doing all of this and what am I doing? But I watch Jade and I watch Ruby. They're sort of like slow paced, like study, passion oriented girls and I watch them and I feel inspired and I'm like oh it's so great they love their life so much like oh I I could pick up that habit and then maybe that would make a difference yeah like it's a much more of a
0: passionate enjoyable experience I think what's different from the other like vlogs that you'd watch that made you feel bad about yourself is it the vlogs you're watching or is it your mindset both but I also think I'm not
1: convinced about those kind of vlogs that those people are that authentic they don't seem to be actually super super doing everything because they want to do it I think we know that though come th- on. there's a very clear sense of obligation and necessity behind what they're doing jade's reading books because she loves it other youtubers are going about what they think would make them the ideal woman the ideal youtuber mm-hmm. i don't know and i think i can pick up on that in authenticity. but that doesn't stop me com- from comparing myself right you know they're comparing themselves too but that doesn't stop you from still aspiring to them in some way right As the internet has just introduced a whole other level to comparison, it makes it so instant and so quick and you honestly get addicted to... Comparing yourself. Yeah. If we take it back to girl dinner though, do you think there is, obviously there's a responsibility to be conscious of the content that you're posting, but how at fault do you think the girls are who are posting a plate of two
0: strawberries? What do you think the reaction to them should be? I don't know whose job it is but Mm. someone does need to protect the people watching that and equally someone does need to be protecting the people who are posting that yeah but what concerns me is that both of those groups are vulnerable Mm -hmm. and the people supposed to be protecting them profit off of both of those groups vulnerability yes that's true so it doesn't make sense to then berate the women posting no. the two strawberries and a cheese string going you evil evil monster you're promoting eating disorders and yada yada yad, yad. in the same way it doesn't make sense to also just let let them i mean it's not a case mm. of let them because the internet is the internet yeah but to let it go uncritique
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. It's just so difficult because you're not going to be able to offer a valuable criticism in an Instagram comment section, are no, you? No,
0: no. That can only be done in a therapy session. <laughs> yeah, literally. I think it's
1: it has to happen on a more personal level. So you can't go and attack the people that posted the videos. But if you've got a friend that seems to be feeding into right, it, yes. maybe have a conversation or just be like, I don't know. It's always so difficult to approach unhealthy habits in friends because a lot of the time you're going to get met with a defensive attitude because people, for the example of eating disorders, they're not going to want to change their behaviour because for whatever silly goal they've set themselves in their head, they're never going to reach it. So they're still going to want to carry on as they are. They're not going to want to change. So you have to sort of manage your expectations there. Like You can't talk someone out of an eating disorder. No. But you can give them some food for thought. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Pardon the pun. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I think, Yes. I think sometimes, I, I think when I was younger as well, I was really under the impression that if something was, you know, wrong or emotionally fragile, I had to either type out the most elaborate therapeutic mm. paragraph or I had to sit them down, stage an intervention. Right. You can just gauge the situation, say in passing, hey, I noticed you said something the other day i don't know would you want to talk about it like yeah. what, what made you say that and then if they go oh i don't want to you can go all right maybe tomorrow then and they'll go okay and it could just be as simple tomorrow? as that
0: no <laughs> Fuck off.
1: it could all, that could also happen and then you just deal with it you know they're your friends man 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 man.
0: they are your friends but equally if they're going what what are you on about it's just it's just my girl dinner
1: yeah like get off
0: my back
1: and you go well actually girl dinner is a symptom of <laughs> feminine
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you have no more friends and you've started a podcast.
1: Yeah, literally. Although, speaking of friendships and like unhealthy behavior, I don't know where this is going, but we'll see where this goes. Just
0: come on, man.
1: It's, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm American now, girl. It's just how I think we've both been in positions where we've had friendships and the friends were exhibiting maybe self destructive or mm-hmm. unhealthy behavior. And it gets to a point where you have to take a step back for your own sake like how do you navigate
0: that I personally feel I have a short tether for that which I think which I find as like I find that a bad quality about myself like as in I think I don't have enough patience for it Mm. I think I should have more patience for it and I think I should have more empathy for it because but I think I don't because I'm like so critical of it about myself yeah like as in you always critique what about other people what you would be most critical about yourself. And yeah. so I am I think conscious of myself, like of any like behaviors I might have. I'm like or oh, I'm I'm like aware and like trying to be on them that I therefore then tend to have a shorter patience with other people. Yeah. Which I'm trying to work on. But I think you have to be responsible of yourself rather yeah. than trying to be responsible for other people. If you yourself know that there's nothing constructive I can give this person, there's no point trying to like scratch around at it and be like, oh, please, like, can we, like, maybe do this and this and that? Because, like, ultimately, you can't logic someone out of something irrational. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can try, but like, it doesn't usually work. And so there does need to be a high level of empathy with a high level of empathy for yourself that you know when to set the boundary do you know what i mean
1: definitely you know people in the context of romantic relationships they always say oh you know right person wrong time i really think that's a philosophy you can apply to friendships as well it's you like the person you get along really well but there's an external circumstance which means your friendship isn't allowed to blossom as Mm. much as it could and that external circumstance could be someone's going through an emotionally tough time that's not to say they don't deserve your love and
0: support but you can give it from a distance yes but i also think like you need to be able to pick and choose when it's your when it's your role to step in in that emotionally difficult time yeah because i also again in a short patience kind of way will be able to in my head say uh this person's not worth it Mm. In a really harsh and awful way, like don't think I'm. I mean, yeah, whatever you can think, <laughs> but like in a, in a way, basically, I just have to think like, is, are they worth it? Yeah, cause, for me, because it's an emotional exertion on your part it to really have that is. conversation, and there's actually also only so many. Yeah, y- for, do you know what real? I mean? And so, like, if there is something in my life that is like taking a lot of emotional uh, responsibility, it doesn't make sense for me to ha- like have to spread myself so th- so thin. Yeah. But it does also just sound very selfish to be like, well, you're not worth it. You're not worth the emotional labour it takes to be in a relationship with you or a friendship with you.
1: It's not that you're not worth it. It's that the friendship isn't worth it. The friendship
0: isn't worth it. Yes. But ultimately that comes down to the person.
1: Mm. No, I think I really, I understand where you're coming from. And I think I've had a few people in my life say to me, like, not in these exact words, but basically saying you have quite a selfish perception of, friendships or relationships and I think it's because uh, honestly I'm a high maintenance in many senses of the word Mm -hmm. but I know that I'm a high maintenance person in the sense that it takes a lot to keep me ticking over perfectly right and if one thing starts to go wrong it can be a bit of a spiraling effect and I need to look out for myself to ensure that I can be the best friend I can be to everyone else yeah and it takes a lot for me like Honestly, to have me operating at, like, optimal happiness, energy, I need a lot of sleep, I need to get up pretty early, I need to do some exercise, I need to eat this, I need to drink this water, I need to go for a walk. There's so many things that I need to think about to make sure that I'm
0: But also, those are just normal, basic uh, human activities that you should be doing anyway to, and like, I keep
1: yourself... And I haven't been doing that for myself, so... Hence. Now that that's actually an active
0: effort in my life, it feels like this really novel, like oh I've got so much to give and it's like yeah yeah, you you had that to give anyway you just weren't giving it to yourself I think this
1: is what really upsets me about things like girl dinner and the normalization of disordered eating it's because as I said on the podcast before for at least two years I had very disordered eating habits when I was a teenager and it was the most soul-sucking draining miserable experience ever Mm -hmm. and I didn't even realise the capacity for happiness and passion that I had. I didn't even realise it was possible to care so much about the things that I do and to enjoy myself and to have so many friends because my life was just so grey and so, like, fuzzy. And it's just not worth it. And I'm not angry at the people who have this same mindset, but I'm so angry that more and more primarily girls are getting sucked into this soulless life, being promised this sort of, like... Illusion of control and perfection and like conformity when all you are doing is stripping yourself of the bare bones of what makes you you and people don't talk about that and you occasionally you'll get someone and say hey guys I recovered from X Y Z and mm. my life's so much better now and they're so
0: right but I don't think people really like get oh my god it just drives me up the bend and it's so so frustrating to see people you care about go through that but on top of that it's like in okay and I'm not saying this in like a demeaning way but it is like a, an easy fix as in like not an easy fix like mentally it's not easy at all but like yeah the physical motions of it yes no I agree are in practice yeah theoretically The like in theory an easy fix. Obviously, obviously it's not easy in the slightest. Mentally. Mentally it is like, and, and that will be a much bigger challenge than doing any of those things anyway. But it's when one you look small at it,
1: adjustment that can change your entire life and then when you look back you're like oh what was i doing yeah exactly that but even if you've never struggled with like eating habits i'm sure there's been a point in your life where but you yeah. were just going through the motions or you felt a bit like a robot or an animatronic and then you look back you realize you were getting four hours of sleep you weren't drinking it, yeah, any water 100%, it
0: doesn't have to be <laughs> it doesn't have to be as drastic as like okay yes like you have disordered eating sometimes it can be like well you just need to get out the house today yeah, like maybe have you gone so for a walk annoying i have hate you had it a glass of water? sometimes i will <laughs> literally go through the whole day i'm like oh, i feel awful life is horrible and then i have a glass of water i'm like oh, okay like that's, <laughs> i just was a bit dehydrated yeah. my bad like our bodies and our brains are so dramatic like yeah. we are so crazy <laughs> we are so crazy we're so we're so dramatic that like such it's it doesn't take much to send us into that spiral, right? Yeah. But what it take it do- equally doesn't take us much to get us out of it. Yeah. All it took was a bit more sleep, a bit more food, a bit more water and a bit more sunshine.
1: The thing is, when you have these conversations, this is all true, but I just feel, I feel like I sound like a holistic health coach yeah. who's telling you your depression isn't
0: real. I know, but like, there's a di- okay. There's a difference between, okay, depression. Yeah. And like, you haven't been looking Low after energy, yourself. Low energy,
1: lethargic. Just yeah. Just sort of, Feeling a bit lost for purpose, maybe. And
0: that can be symptoms of depression. Yeah. But they aren't mutually
1: exclusive. Yeah, like when you... Also, um, they can be treated in very similar ways, even yeah. if it's not depression. When you go through NHS, um, like m- mental like therapy services, there is no depression tab. It's, it's called low mood. Right. So obviously not everyone who gets therapy for low mood... Has depression? A lot of them might, but you can have symptoms of low mood, and correct them, and it will pass, and then you'll live a happier life as well. And
0: equally, even if it is depression, doing all those things isn't going to hurt. No, it will not hurt. That's but it just is a massive task yeah. when you are at that point, and and also like going back to the friend thing, where it's like, oh, we have such a selfish view of friendship. But like, yeah. ultimately, when you've when you have done that evaluation of like okay what friendships are worth it yeah it's all in oh 100 percent. like there's no okay when it comes to it okay you're selfish as in your pick pick, picking and choosing but once you've picked yeah it's so selfless because you're just giving your all because the more you feed yourself and I don't mean like feed with food I mean like feed with like goodness in your life the more you can give anyway
1: it's so true it only feels like you're being selfish and not giving your care when it's someone you don't want to give the care to yeah
0: or you're not moved to it doesn't feel like care it doesn't feel like emotional labor if it's the right person
1: or yeah well it might feel like but it's not as big of a thing yeah it's when there's someone you barely know who's just trauma dumped on you and right. quite an annoying inconvenient time there's no, no reason for you to have to like therapize them out of it because yeah. that's not your job and it's so awful that they would feel like that but But
0: that's what I mean by pick and choose.
1: Exactly. And I think... Linking it back to girl dinner, you live in a world where you can't control the content you see, whether it be online stuff people say to you. But what you can control is your own attitudes your own moods, mm-hmm. and what you choose to respond to. I think more people should be selfish because the only thing in life you have control over is your responses to situations. You can't stop silly girl dinners from showing up on your foodie page, mm-hmm. but you can control the way you react to them. You can't stop people telling you stuff you don't want to hear, but you can control the way you react to it. You can control what you have for dinner. Yes, you. Can can control your own and you can make dinner. your girl dinner with lots and lots and lots of pickles I love pickles
0: <laughs> you're a pickles girl yeah I really can't do pickles on my own
1: nah they're good I'm such they're like a good. I'm such you a, know I love a corner shot oh I love a corner shot <laughs> yeah I'm such a picky bits girl Picky bits girl picky oh
0: Ooh.
1: okay this is too much <laughs> right thank you guys for coming back to the second install
0: whenever you get me um there'll be many more to come Bye Bye guys!